All right, yes, sir. Lakers are back tonight, taking on the Golden State Warriors. Tip-off at 7, pregame at 5.30. No Steph, no Andrew Wiggins. Uh, it is the most important 23 games of our career. Okay, so just, just quickly, this because is I'm an avid radio nerd. Did you yeah. hear what happened there? We got out of Morales. We got into the intro. We got Laker voice Sliwa yeah. right there, right off the top. Yeah. When he says the different well, details of the game, it, that's know, Laker voice Sliwa. Travis and Sliwa show Sliwa, different person than yeah. Laker voice. Lakers Sliwa. Daily. It's yeah. Lakers Daily. <laughs> exactly what it is. We got to promote it. Okay, we were we were talking, and we're gonna get into we'll get into Lakers a little bit later. Um, yeah. Talking about the Rams. C- can you do me a favor? You. you the way we kind of closed out. You want me to recap what we just talked about? Yeah, just just the way you described that reading the article, talking about the Rams, and talking about the Rams specifically last season, almost made you tense. Yeah. Kind of, it got you. Jordan Rodriguez's story, mm-hmm. um, she covers the Rams for The Athletic. Obviously, you know, great reporter. She's been covering the NFL for many years. And she gets to a side by describing through various other people of where McVay was kind of emotionally throughout the course of the season, not just at the end when he decided he wanted to walk away. And the reason why that's important as a thought um, is because 5-12 and 12 was the worst any team has ever finished after the Super Bowl. Yep. Teams frequently miss the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl. That, ha- that happens. But not that type of 5-12 and 12 yep. is a major thing. And how it affected the team throughout the different courses of the season is detailed magically i think by jordan here but it left me thinking my goodness maybe this dude should take some time off because if everything about not just success but each part of the day is so intertwined with who he is as a human from a football Mm -hmm. standpoint like bruh relax you know what i mean and i don't i don't say that to to imply that he should not have a job or anything like that but you're in it and if you read this story, you'll understand how seriously he takes football and how much it meant to him. Man, like I, I, that was a bit of an emotional roller coaster to read that whole thing. Let me give you an example. So, you know, we've heard the term, you get burnt out. And remember last year, after they won the Super Bowl, it wasn't a lock that Sean McVay wasn't going to come back. There was kind of still in question. Remember him and Aaron Donald? Aaron Donald, were, keeping them alone was half the battle. They were, they were trying to figure that out. That was last year. That was after you won the Super Bowl. Yep. Okay, then you go through a season where I mentioned you got 11 different linemen in 11 different games. Matt Stafford doesn't get a chance before the season starts. He's dealing with his own uh, his own injuries. Really tough schedule. One of the toughest schedules in the league. But mm-hmm. here's the funny thing. With the schedule, I almost – the schedule, you can have – I think this is what's great about the NFL – now you have 14 teams make the playoffs. It's going to be seven new teams that are going to get in. So you can't really predict it, but it ended up, yes, incredibly tough schedule. But aside from that, assistant coaches leave, right? You got Von Miller ends up, uh, an important Buffalo, piece ends yeah. up in Buffalo. Allen Robinson comes in, and you think that he's going to be kind of one of those big weapons for the Rams. He wasn't. And he signed a three-year, 40 and change million, whatever. There were a lot of things outside of what is under Sean McVay's control. And it's bad luck. It's just honestly just kind of turns into something that no one could have predicted and no one could have necessarily prevented. Right. So I, so and I think that's, that's what so he's, I, what and he's I think getting that's at, yeah. the question. I think the question is, okay, well, is it more that they're not a good football team or is it more, as you're, as you're talking about, M, there were some circumstances that every team goes through circumstances. But were their circumstances larger than some of the other teams? And, and, and it is – I think in sports, it's a perfect example of this. In any sport, it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes things just go your way. Yeah. Sometimes they don't. And I think for the Rams, there is more of that. Things just didn't go their way. You talk about McVay and just kind of the, I think burnt out is a is a, is a great way Clearly. to describe it. <laughs> but if he felt, if he was already questioning retiring, or not even retiring, stepping away from the game after they won the Super Bowl, and now they they come off a season where they're he's five and twelve. And remember, this wasn't a guarantee or lock that he was going to come back this year. This was just decided. Uh, what was it? A month and a half, two months ago, yeah. whenever it was. I don't know how much of that's going to change. I think maybe for him because he's so young and he hasn't really gone through this experience. I think just life experience is going to help him. I guess, but again, <laughs> reading this story, Emily, I'm thinking to myself, this guy needs a hobby because yeah. if if 
if the football side of it is controlling that much of your mind, yeah. just as a human being, like the Rams' circumstance as a team is 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 one matter. If I'm Sean McVay's friend. I'm like, bro, let's go on a golf trip. You know what I'm saying? And let's hope it snows so we have to do something else or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like this is a guy at a place in his life that's trying to figure out a lot more than just how to get, you know, the 11 package to work against the Chiefs defense. He's got some other things happening where who he is as a person is way too caught up in his job, um, at least for any well, level of NFL sanity. Yeah, I mean, everything it's, for it's oh, man. Tough to read. But well, you also need to see him learn and grow through adversity. If you come back from this and like, yeah, he's never tasted. Th- he's never really tasted. You know, obviously this five and twelve. He's never tasted. No, he had, in, he had incredible success from mm-hmm. a very young age. Like he's he's this is his seventh straight year. He has been the youngest coach in the NFL. Oh yeah, Fun and it's fact. just like you have to be able to learn and grow through adversity. And I, I'm worried that if it doesn't change this year, that that might just be. But you know what? Can I, can it's, not is? Good co- it's not a good coaching quality in you to not be able to deal with something like that in adversity. Right. It, might just, it just shows his youth, I think, that's comparatively fair. to someone like, I don't know, Pete Carroll, right. who has dealt with these kinds of things I, before. I think that's it more than anything else. What she just said is, look, you're going to have to go through some hells. Right. Like, losses are a part of the game. It's not you can just have success. And I know they've won one Super Bowl, and he's been to two been Super to two, Bowls, yeah. and he's still the youngest coach in the NFL. I get all that. I understand that. But the only reason why I bring that up is because that's what I'm talking about, the experience of it. Life is not just, hey, we're just everything's going to be great and dandy, great and dandy, great and dandy. Okay, when you actually run through some adversity, they usually say, that's when you kind of find a, you get a chance to actually find out a little bit about yourself is when things are down. Not yeah, when I agree. Right. So that, that's, agree. that's the part I'm interested with, with Sean McVay. And I, what makes you think... If for the last two years he's questioned whether he wants to come back and coach or take a year off or take a break or like you're suggesting, maybe he's got people close to him saying, bro, you got to get away from the game for a little mm-hmm. bit. You're, you're too consumed into this. Uh, what makes you think that he won't in a year from now kind of have that similar conversation of do I still want to do this right now or do I I, I don't know, but I mean I guess what I'm saying is also like – He's given a lot to the team. He's obviously the reason for a lot of their success, but there's a lot of other people there, people whose jobs are depending on their ability to get things done. And if you've got a guy who is emotionally volatile enough that it's affecting the entire place, that makes it harder to lead. And I'm not this yeah. is not a knock on who McVeigh is. It obviously I is successful. I, I but it's, fair. it's a difficult thing to sort of gauge because I'm not saying the Rams gotta kick him out of the door, but you know, if if you're turning over coordinators, players are noticing it like that. That's a different problem than whether or not a guy can get down the field and hit a curl route. You know what I'm saying? And get open and get a first down. Those are separate things in terms of like, frankly, human resources, yep. for lack of a better term, um, and actual football. Or fun, maybe- fun, fun fact, by the way. Uh, McVeigh and I went to college at the same place at the same time. I did know that. Yeah. But it's also the idea that maybe he just needs to delegate. And we, I know in this article it talks about yeah. the Liam Cohen taking over uh, play calling abilities. Maybe Liam Cohen wasn't the option, wasn't the best option for offensive coordinator. Now they have uh, Mike LaFleur as their, as their offensive coordinator this year. Yeah. So maybe we see an experimentation where McVeigh lets go of the rope a little bit. Because I think that with people that are so wound up tight – it's going to explode if you don't just right. let it go a little bit well, at a time. Well, that's what I'm saying. The Rams might tell him to let go yeah. of some of the reins. That's kind of where I'm getting at. That might be something that they work to professionally based on what seems to be the high emotions you know of the scenario. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like somebody who's incredibly young and has had a tremendous amount of success, and this is part of his learning curve, yeah. that it probably can't be rushed, probably can't be taught. You just have to kind of go through it. And I think he's literally going through it. That's that showbiz, baby. And, and yeah. What what's the difference between that and I'll give you an example a CEO that's running a big time corporation and he's only forty years old yeah and he's in this in the trenches every single day and it's it's high stress and he's making everybody else super stressful as yeah. well right but that's part of what makes these people great at their job I'm not saying that I don't know Sean McVay personally I don't know any any details really in his life I know as a football coach he's amazing. Everything else that comes with it, I'm sure for him, it's like okay, that is my top priority right now, and everything else comes second. I like the, I do like the fact that he reads books about leaders as a way to sort of relax. Like, you know, just the soft go stuff. read this Lincoln biography go just watch to the office. Unwind. I don't know. Like, go watch something on TV, go Sean. Watch the like, I'm, I'm with you. On I don't that. know. Take a swim. Like, that's be con- with your that's wife. that's Download content. Pandora. That's content I would watch. Like. 
Sean McVay watching The Office or recapping The Office. I don't need to watch the show. I just want to hear him recap. You know, Mike McDaniel, be... like he uh, was talking about when he was on the plane with Tua, they they watched like MacGruber yes. on the plane back. Like <laughs> I think that he needs to maybe, you know, <laughs> experiment a little bit with, you know, things to relax with. Yeah. And take the Mike McDaniel route. I'm down. Chill out a little bit. I like Mike McDaniel. I, I that guy's funny. I don't believe him for a second. If he said that he was going to, no, no, I'm just going to go, ch- I'm going to go watch The Office. <laughs> You're not buying Where that? are you going to watch it? I'm just going to watch from the facility. I'm just going to get out there, watch from kick the facility, my feet, go from there. Kick my feet up in the linebacker's room. <laughs> okay, if I, if I had to ask you, just based on everything that we just said, there's a higher probabil- probability next season that the Rams make the postseason or don't make it. Don't make it. I just think the quarterback situation is uh, is very up. In I the think air. higher probability that they make it than they don't. What do you think, Em? I think they're making the postseason. Yeah. I think that okay. Matthew Stafford has his elbow things. He has his concussion things. But I think it depends on what they do with their backup quarterback situation. If they retain Baker Mayfield or if they get an experienced backup quarterback. Like, I don't know, Taylor Heineke that's floating out there. Someone yeah. that can keep you afloat. I think the Rams have enough tools in order to keep themselves afloat if every, if people stay even a little more healthy than so, that. Look, and their offensive line was the real reason they didn't win last year. I don't, and, and, as and a the matter reason why, The only yeah. reason why I say it, I think... The only reason why I ask that question, look, there's a lot of things that are going to happen between now and the start sure. of the regular season. What happens to back up everything else? The only reason why I present the question is because I think circumstances had a lot to do with them being 5-12. and 12. I don't think they're that bad of a football team. I think it had more to do with the circumstances. So if I did just sit here today I get what you're saying. and pick one or the other, you're going to make the postseason or you're not, I lean towards it. But the, the big circumstance is the quarterback one. I just can't readily say as a sports professional that a team with an up-in-the-air quarterback situation depending on a backup is definitely going to make the playoffs that's just not which how i feel which i would NFL. say that around any team yeah right? I don't, like if, I think if, yeah that, right that's what i'm saying that's mark, not that's that not be, specific to the Rams. i think we're yeah. going to realize that matthew stafford isn't that much in the air okay i think that like okay when it gets to tr- like he just was coming off of like his elbow issues he was late to training camp and then he got a concussion that's I think and then he, the o-line was awful and then it was why risk even playing this exactly. guy right, so but that's, many I think games. if they were in the hunt yeah. last year mm-hmm. matthew stafford would have played okay. them in the game but I that's think it's I, I don't think that there was an effort issue but he's getting up there and concussions add up and you know just could be one of those things where it's time okay and um give everybody a quick idea so coming back we're gonna do you're going to watch cocaine bear tonight oh yeah and I think it was the ringer that had started this ranking of every Correct. single, th- <laughs> any association with a bear. So they did 35 pop culture bear definitive quote unquote yeah. rankings, which I disagree with, but we can get into oh, it. The rankings are garbage. <laughs> but we don't want to give away what our picks might no, be, so yeah. I'm not going to get into the details of it. But if anybody's interested, that's the that's what the article is. But so, so we're doing a bear draft. You're incredibly excited yes. about it. And it's a snake draft. So yes. right now the order is number one. See why? Yep, That's me. Number two. I'm on the clock. Taylor. Okay. And you got three and then I got basically four, four yes. again, and then we go back down. Yeah. We got 16 picks that we're going to do. So, hey guys, also, if you if you didn't catch it earlier, our odds for the first pick in the draft, four to one is Winnie the Pooh, five to one, Teddy Bear, five to one, Yogi Bear, six to one, Baloo. 7-1 Gummy Bears and 20-1 to 1 Bear Grills. So if you want to get in on that action, tweet at us. Oh, we're doing a bear draft coming up next, so that's the best way that I can describe <laughs> I mean, it. This, um, is, this is literally what I'm here for. 12-30, <laughs> we'll talk some Lakers, we'll talk some Clippers. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, it's time to do a draft on bears because Cocaine Bear is coming out tonight. Um, Em will be at the uh, movie. She'll have a full breakdown tomorrow. Uh, Taylor has a show tonight. He's doing his thing out in Torrance, you said, right? Torrance, Mean Streets of Torrance. Okay. Um, 
What are you doing tonight? What you am I doing tonight? Just I don't out? know. Hanging out. All right, watch watching, probably game. watching Snowfall. Yeah, watch the Lakers game. Um, okay, let's start. Uh, let's start with. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on here. You're yeah. barreling through this. Like this is supposed to be fun. I know we're a little out of your comfort zone here, but well, let her set <laughs> We're it up. picking <laughs> pop culture bears. People crack a smile, Slee. Go on, Em. I'm right. full execution. Yeah, yeah, I'm like Jesus. <laughs> So, Clinton, yes. you are now currently on the clock okay. for the first pick in the Pop Culture Bear Draft. Now, I'm going to first outline a little bit of my big board strategy. You know, this is something that, you know, we in, in this program, you know, we value certain things, Lee, in terms of who we like to bring into our building and our system to okay. get things done. I'm kind of talking like Sean McVay now sure. a little bit. I'm not sure. using the voice because I need to keep it. <laughs> I like a certain level of versatility in my bears. Okay. I like a certain level of recognition in my bears. And I also need my bears to be bear-like. I don't need the number one so- pick in the draft. soft bears. Okay. So the number one pick in the draft is a bear we all know. A bear, in fact, we all know so well that the bear is known as the bear, as in Smokey okay. the Bear. Wow. All right. Wasn't he on the Smokey list? the Bear is the number one pick in the bear draft. And let me break that down quickly. Number one. Smokey, safety advocate, safety first. All right, that's something that we value very well in this program. Number two, Smokey went through a makeover a couple years ago. This is the kind of versatility that I'm talking about. Smokey went from O-line to defensive end rusher. You're not getting through. Smokey is shutting down your quarterback every time. Also, Can I tell you something that sucks? What? That would have been my pick. Uh, Smokey is a strong pick. Also, Smokey featured in a lot of different art Venues you see Smokey in a lot of different places. I saw Smokey at a bus stop the other day, bruh. Smokey you're not. It's, it's hard okay to bring more bit. to the table as a bear than Smokey. Hence why his name is Smokey the Bear. Kind of regional, but it's okay. So, I, I'm kind of regional. <laughs> national <laughs> parks are national parks. Gonna move on. I, and we got Taylor Swift. You're on, uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift. Number two. You're on the clock. Boom <laughs> cha. Okay. I need forget this tree hugging stuff. I want a ferocious bear. <laughs> And what better bear to pick than the cocaine bear? (laughs) Taking him right out the gate. Going to kick some ass. Are you going to see the movie, Taylor? Yeah, not right away, but I'll I'll see it eventually. The thing about that movie that's so great is the idea of random historical thing happens that nobody really knows and then just make up the entire story behind it and (laughs) run with it. It's amazing. what Hollywood needs to do. Yes. All right. Alan, you are on the clock. No, no, you're three. You're three. Hold on. Oh, Emily's on the clock. Never mind. By the way, while we're here, look at this picture of Smokey. He's the man. That was my number one Smokey at a mailbox. I don't know what to do. With other little bears on the mailbox. It's like I thought, I I didn't know when Binyama was going to fall in the draft. I didn't (laughs) know. (laughs) Yeah, no no, no pack to do. (laughs) All right. So, uh, my bear is something that... No, you have to say with the third pick. Oh, we select. sorry. Yeah. With the third pick in the popular culture bear draft, I select someone who, or a bear that I think we all know and love. I think we've all had experience with. Well, he's I think gone. that provides a lot of comfort. <laughs> okay. Has historical concept, context with it. It, I think that we can't go... Into any home with a child in this in this United States That's that doesn't have one of these, I think we all have experience with them. So I'm going to go Teddy Bear, number one in my. It's draft. a good pick. It's a good pick. Didn't think Teddy would drop all the way to number three, honestly. Okay, so um, this one I guess is I I didn't know I'm thrown off here. I thought the Smokey the Bear would be available at the number wow. four pick with the number four <laughs> pick in the uh, the Bear draft. I'm going to go Winnie the Pooh. Okay, Winnie the Pooh. Let me just say this and. Um, you know, when I was around seven, eight years old, uh, that's all I did. I just basically woke up on Saturday morning really? at 6 a.m. to watch Winnie the Pooh. Are you going to go see that new Winnie the Pooh slasher nope, flick? I'm no. good, but I will I will keep them right there. Um, Winnie I the Pooh, Blood and Honey is actually the name of that movie. Yes, exactly. Hold on, hit the sounder again because he's got two picks. It's a The number five pick now as we continue yes. to go. Okay, so this one, I don't know if this is an upset. I don't know if this is coming in too early, mm-hmm. but um, I'm okay with this. I'm going Bad News Bears Okay, as my second pick, number five pick overall. Not a bad pick. Okay. Sort of a, that's a, it's an older code, but it Classic. checks out to use a Star Wars joke. Um, whose pick is it? It's Emily's. So there we go. For the next pick in the bear, popular culture bear draft, I pick 
again, something I think we have all had experience with. I think it's a it's another comfort. It might be a comfort food. I think oh. if they're tasty. They can vary. They have an iconic brand, but you can also go off brand, and you're never disappointed it's good personally. It's a good pick. Gummy bears. Yeah. Solid pick. Gummy bears are gummy bear. What is your favorite gummy bear? Em? Uh, green or red? Green or red? Oh, I was referring to brands. But oh, okay. okay. I mean, Her- Haribo. Haribo, okay. uh, by far the best. Some people don't like Haribo. Some people think that they're a little too, like sugary. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, to each their own. So we're gonna go to Taylor. There we go. Okay. My my bears are just. I gonna... love that. That's your favorite. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> that's my favorite part of all. This. My bears are gonna dominate your guys' bears because. I don't know. They're just they're vicious. I'm going to go with the bear from the Revenant. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. So we've we've seen we've seen we've developed a theme here yeah. as to what kind of bears Taylor enjoys. Must be wild. Well, are based. we going to win this game or what? Undom- non-domesticated. Well, I, I, I don't critical. know what it is. is it like yeah. a, Winnie the Pooh uh, has no press, chance. A bench, <laughs> a bench press challenge. When, Winnie the Pooh also. Here? Yeah. Winnie the Pooh ain't running my offense. All right. It's soft bear. So That's for funny. those who don't know the Revenant, can you explain yes. uh, the bear and the Revenant? Uh, he almost eats Leo DiCaprio. Yep. Yep, and he attacks him. It's really but it, but he ends up getting killed. So yes. the bear that you took, I want you to know is dead. <laughs> I just want you to know it's not alive right now. Well, not after he gets to Winnie the Pooh, not before. <laughs> that is great. Right, and it got Leo's Oscar. So we got that. So we got the big C. That's a great scene, by the way. All right, um, which which number pick is this? Now eight, seven. Eight. One, two, three, five, four, six, five, seven, eight. 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 With the eighth pick in the pop culture bear draft. The big CY selects Master Poe from Kung Fu Panda. It's a good one. A great bear. Yeah, he's awesome. Athleticism, you know, the kind of maneuverability that really works well in our offense. That's really what Kung Fu Panda and Master Poe bring to the table. Level of comedy as well that keeps the locker room loose. We enjoy that. But specifically, the reason why I like Kung Fu Panda and Jack Black voices it, which is really good. Master Pro, obviously great. This is a movie that, as a non-child, I definitely watched a lot. I was like, I don't care if I'm in my Quality 20s. This is funny, and I'm going to enjoy it. And there are three of them, and I watch them. Kung Fu Panda rocks. Master Poe. good one. Second on my big board. You All got right. another one. You got another one for oh, the ninth pick. I've got another one right now. I forgot. Yeah, hit, the, hit the sounder. Number, uh, number nine. Hit the sounder. It's a snake draft. It's a sta- that's the one I was looking for. <laughs> Um, okay, I wasn't sure about this pick because, you know, look, comes from a program that puts a lot of guys into the pros. You know what I'm saying? This is kind of a okay. – he's not exactly a five-star, more okay. of a three-star that we've got to develop. But also, quality skill set. Fozzie Bear from the Muppets okay. goes with the eighth pick. Now, Fozzie offers a little comic relief. Tremendous hat game Fozzie has. But – you know, when you think of the Muppets, you think of your Miss Piggies, you think of your Kermits, you think of your Gonzos, you think of your animals. You don't go to Fozzie immediately. You know what right. I'm saying? He's kind of a farther down on the depth chart. He's least, a so. uh, deep track. Yes, he's a deep cut in the in the in the Muppets track. So Fozzie Bear. All right, the eleventh pick in the draft. We're Which going back kind to of Taylor. Vicious bear will Taylor <laughs> yeah, pick. Exactly. You're gonna go with the polar bear and Lost because that <laughs> is a vicious bear. No, I'm gonna go with the refrigerator. William Perry, Chicago oh, Bears. Oh, that's a ah. great bear. Great bear. Kicking ass today. Great bear. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So we're at 12th pick in the bear Something pop. Like that. Some <laughs> other notables. Okay. We're, there's a lot of big oh, names still on the board. There's a lot, on, a lot the, on, the, yeah. on the board still. So, uh, okay. So with the 12th pick in the popular culture bear draft, I pick one that is mired in controversy. We go back and we think, is it actually how I remember it or is it not? We have you. You go. You can't go into a uh, child's waiting room in the United States again without seeing <laughs> these bears come up. So again, oh, as this, our collective consciousness, do be... we know whether or not the name I'm going to say is right or not? Uh, it's the Berenstein Bears or the Bernstein Bears. Whatever you choose, those are my. That's my pick for the twelfth pick in the draft. I love that pick. Learned a lot of good life lessons from the Berenstein Bears. Tremendous books. Not even close. And the mom always wore a sweet muumuu with a matching head thing, like which is a great look. All right, I don't know if I could do this for my number. I think this is thirteenth pick in the draft. So 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. This is twelve right here. Yeah. Okay. It's twelve right here. <laughs> okay, so twelfth pick in the draft. Um, I don't know if I could do this, but you guys can tell me. It, it is kind of Bears, Chicago Bears related, but it's specific to the Bears. SNL skit. Oh, that's good. That's good. Dub bears. That's good. Dub bears. All right, that's good. When they get the heart attacks, they get the heart attacks, (laughs) and you got to hit it. It's Farley, and it's all these other guys. So it's actually it's 
one of my favorite skits on an Dub SNL. Bears, good so Dub Bears is uh, my third pick personally. Okay, so who's next? Well, I'm, I've I got one forgotten. more, you got, and then I'm done. Okay, and I then you're done, done? done. Yeah, because that'll be my four. So I've I've only picked three. I've picked. You got one more coming. So I got we'll one come more back coming. Around right. to you. Okay, this one. It's a snake draft. I don't know if you might know it. I'm not sure if they've seen the movie, but this is going to go. We're going to go a little old school here. The Great Outdoors. Do you remember The Great Outdoors? No. Do you guys remember The Great Outdoors? John Candy, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, the movie. Okay. The movie, yeah, the I've Great heard Outdoors. of this movie. I, I I've mean, heard of the movie. I, have I would not it. have a recall in this. It's one of my, if Travis in here, I'll know exactly what to It's one of my favorite movies of all time. All right. This bear is supposedly kind of, they're all in a cabin. Um, I don't want to say he's hunting the family or anything on those lines, but at one point they do take a shotgun. They do hit the bear in the in the uh, uh, shoot the bear in the basically the ass is what you want to call yeah. it here <laughs> and the bear ends up running off to 12 foot bear the way they describe him it's one of my favorite movies of all time the okay Outdoors. all right all right there's my number four. that's a good pick that's another older school pick <laughs> all right so alice is 13 you are 14 right now 14 15 16 okay <laughs> with the 14th pick in a popular culture draft i am really stuck because i still have a lot that i yeah, really I got, love yeah i got i know we might have, we got i'm i'm in a tough spot for my final and pick and so i'm trying to strategize what might get the most Can't believe uh, you took interaction I mean, on twitter what might get the, me the, yes. the win here so these bears we don't really know how they got attached to <clears throat> these this this product we don't know how they got involved <laughs> in toilet paper. Oh, like why are these bears using toilet Good paper? Pick. They're out in the woods. Like I don't know, understand. But they become such a part of our life for the past. I don't know what a long time, almost thirty this years. This is a great pick. Charmin bears as my last pick. So the reason why that's so funny is because the entire premise is based on the idiotic joke of when somebody asks you you're going to do something and you obviously say, does a bear S in the woods? Yep, and they make yep, a yep. whole campaign out yeah. of it. We it's it. hilarious. And they have children, too. they keep too. all the profits. They it's don't have to pay the bears anything. Great. They have a whole, like, I, I went to the New York City for the first time ever as a kid, and they had a Charmin store in New York City. And Times Square, I went to the Charmin store. I took pictures of the bears. I've loved the Charmin bears for a long time, so that's why I'm putting it there. Okay. All right. Taylor, what do you got over Taylor, there? Taylor, what we got? The penultimate pick. Number 15. Okay, so after my bears are done demolishing all of your bears, I'm going right. to want some live music. So I'm going to, you know, it's kind of a reach here, but I'm going with Canadian rock band, the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, okay. That, That's, that counts. That, that counts. counts. It does count. I'll allow it. Pumping. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, that's a pretty good pick. Um, so Final one. Whew, this is, is tough. It? Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant, and I think this is kind of obvious if you've seen how to, my, my draft strategy. I, you know, I like a bear with a little personality. I like a bear who's got an obvious skill set that we can, you know, we can use in our offense. This guy's got the best hands in the league. I mean, you've seen him operate all over the place. It's Yogi Bear. I mean, this guy's got his hands all over everything. Great theme song. Yogi can pick it up, all right? That thing gets in there. Yogi is snatching it, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Just tremendous maneuverability as well, yet again. So that is my team. Can we review our squad? I was going to say, so let's, we come go, back? let's go in order. Or should we okay, come yeah, back we'll and, come re- back yeah, and, and review, review a squad? And, yes. and, we'll go and tweet at us, call us, tell yes. us who we missed, like what we missed. Baloo not getting drafted was a big one when right there. When is the theme song yes. playing behind this entire segment? Yeah, all right. Okay, we'll do that uh, coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sleeve Show on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So I feel like Taylor was very, very confident 
with his bear selections. Yeah. Taylor Fair? Because you kind of came at us after every pick. You came very aggressive after every one. What's the purpose of this draft? It's it's to win the, I don't know, the bear fight. Yeah. Isn't it? (laughs) I mean, you like a berry bear. It's to get the most, like, that people think that you won the draft. Like, okay, I think it's, like, the most popular. Because now what you're saying, if it's to win the fight... I'm not winning with Winnie. No, no, no. But see, no. no the fight She's is not winning with Charlotte. My four and... bears versus your four bears. What goes down? And if your bears are so buried that they can't even make it out of their own setup without killing each other, right. well, then maybe that's not the best composition of your squad. Okay, let, let's do this. That's so, what a bear was designed to do by nature. So, in, so we have a poll on the YouTube. Okay. And anyone want to guess who's winning? I don't know. I'm Clinton, guessing probably Clinton's winning. Oh, very well. I was okay, guessing. Okay, do your four. What okay, my four. four. So we yep. started off things, and by the way, completely throwing off Slee in the entirety of the draft with my first pick. Smokey, Smokey. threw me I off. I mean, Smokey the Bear again. I thought nobody's going to pick Smokey. None I, of I'm, none of these other bears have the article the in front of their bareness. That's how you know he is the big bear, the bear. I don't argue that one. He's not Smokey the yeah. anything. There's not some other the bear. There's Smokey the Bear. Yeah, and I mean he's. Topless in a forest with a ranger nice. hat on. This is, I mean, you know. You don't have to sell me on this. On is Smokey. I've done jobs like that. Um, so we like Smokey. Master Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Again, just. Good personality. In, in, great personality. Everybody loves him. Yeah, everybody loves him. You know, just moves well. Big part of it. Fozzie Bear was a bit of an off-the-board pick. Kind of an elder statesman pick, if you will. You need a guy like that in your locker room just to kind of maintain some level of continuity. And, of course, Yogi Bear, who... Master, uh, let's just say showman, in terms of impressing tourists, keeping uh, the Rangers on their toes. Yogi and Smokey, that could be an issue. That's the only real concern I have on my team is if Yogi right. and Smokey can get on the same page. You know, you, late, late season pickup like Yogi, you never really know when you've got your team put together already of bears how that's going to operate. Go, go in the same order. So, Taylor, what's your, what's your four bears? First through four. Okay, so who did I have anyway? I had um the bear from the Revenant. Oh, you had no. cocaine bear first. You had cocaine bear first. Oh, we're going in. Oh, okay. Yes. You're fine. Do your thing. Yeah. In the cocaine first bear, round. Revenant bear, bear naked ladies, and who did I pick third? The Fridge. Oh, yeah. William Perry. William the Perry. Fridge was your strongest pick there. I liked that pick. Yeah. He's a big bear. All right, so my picks were the general teddy bear. <laughs> uh, then we, there's gummy bears. Then there's the Berenstein or Bernstein bears. And then the Sherman Bears. So, can you ex- elaborate on why you picked the Bernstein Bears and what you said the about that? Process. Yes. So, the, the, no, process. you talked about the controversy. Yes. So, what I liked about the Bernstein Bears is because I think in the uh, past year, couple years actually, people have been realizing that we, there's a, this like great mandala effect where we all misremember what the name of the actual book is and whether or not we got it right. So, we always, I don't know, me growing up, I heard. Berenstein Bears. Yes. But then you go look it up, and it's spelled Bernstein Bears. <laughs> and so it's this, this collective unconsciousness in us that we just change these letters. And that's why it's not just the content of the books that interest me about the Berenstein Bears, but it's the lore around them. Okay, one through four for mine. Yeah. It was uh, Winnie the Pooh took number one. Dub Bears, NL- SNL Skate. Actually, that came third. Yeah. Bad News Bears was number two. And then the bear from the Great Outdoors. What was his? Bart the Bear. So you, you went with what we'll just call sort of a performance-based bears. All performance. You know? All like performance. You had to be on a big screen in order, yeah. or like a screen of some sort. I'm trying sort. to make the playing tournament. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to get in there. Try to get to get in the playing tournament. Yes. Okay, I love it. Try some other ba- some notable bears that did not make the draft board, but were mm-hmm. on the ringers list. Uh, of course, Baloo, uh, who I mentioned before the break. Big, you know, Baloo is obviously, you know, big size bear. You know, that's the kind of guy you can you, you probably want on your blind side if you're if you're a quarterback. Baloo was a big bear. The bear and Ted, I thought, might get a little bit more run. Yeah, a lot of people are mad that we didn't take the Bear and Ted, but I have never seen the movie, and I also don't really like that kind of movie. Right, yeah. I've seen it. It's a weird movie. I've seen it. I specifically didn't take it. Uh, I didn't care for it. (laughs) You don't care for it. Paddington Bear, also not. The children's bears did not go as far as I thought they might. Paddington, Corduroy, not really getting a lot of run. Um, I'm not a huge Corduroy guy anyway, so I don't really care about that. I I had a few people on Twitter on the... I don't know what brand it is. Maybe it's Gunters. I think that's what I'm seeing here. Basically, every honey. Oh yeah, honey, honey bears. Honey, okay, uh, yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah. Other other bears that I thought might have been worthy of mention: the Coca-Cola bears. We forget about them. The polar bears. The yeah, Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant. Yeah, yeah, he's up there too. 
Bear Bryant. And, Teddy which, and which of these calls should we take? There's a couple people that uh, are telling us uh, which bear. <laughs> there are people calling about bears. Literally. Yes. yes. Let's go with Ruben yes. in K-Town. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and Berg will vote on this. What did you say, Taylor? I said let's go with Ruben in K-Town. All right, Ruben in uh, Koreatown. What's going on? Bear talk, baby. How's it going? I can barely stand this talk about <laughs> the bears. What, uh, what, who do you have you here? Missing, who we missed? You guys are missing two good bears. You get three for one in the um, the three little bears. They'll break into your house, and then they'll eat your food. Okay. Thank and you. Then, oh, who else? Bruce, real quick. Oh, yeah. Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy, Ru- Teddy Ruxpin's a solid bear. Yeah, no, Teddy Ruxpin's good. a quality bear. Thank you for the phone call. That's a good bear. Ruxpin was off, it wasn't on the ringer list. Was he talking about Goldilocks I think and the three was. bears? And think, does he know the story? Because they don't break was. in. She breaks in. I was a little confused, I, the, too. The, the, the three bears were they, they were going to be my Mr. Irrelevant. Three bears, you know, the original victims of white privilege are the three bears. This is how we learn this lesson in our lives. Some chick shows up at your house sleeping in all your beds, and you're like, what's going on here? She's like, oh, I didn't know. Come on. You know what I'm saying? The uh, bears don't even bear at that point. All right, Jim in Pasadena says we missed a sleeper. Jim, who did we miss? <laughs> Uh, hey guys, so I, I wanted to just say the uh, the sleeper, but the the pick that fell in your draft was Yogi. Yogi should have been a top two or three pick. That's gonna be your, that's gonna be your best pick of the draft. I I only caught the tap. I caught three through sixteen. I don't even know who was your number one pick. Number one uh, pick was Smokey, Smokey the Bear, co- cocaine bear, not a two. bear, the bear. My old school pick. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the TV show Gentle Ben from the 1960s. No, never heard of it. What's what's the bear? Tell uh, us, tell us about well, it. It was a, I think it was a Disney production. Anyway, okay. catch it on, catch it on YouTube. Appreciate you. That, that hits close to home. If you guys grew up in in, in the LA area or in Orange County, Disneyland, they had an entire area Bear Country Jamboree. Oh, solid. That's I I know what that is. Excellent. He's got a couple good picks there. Yeah, I mean again. Look, how random is the this? bear draft is serious stuff. You guys want to know? You guys want a little behind the curtain? Here's how bits come together. This was sent to me by Emily, and I said, oh, okay. we have to discuss this. This is a priority. And I literally wrote, I have many thoughts on this matter, and it turned into the draft. I wish I actually went, because I think I already know this. Josh in L.A. Josh, uh, who'd we miss? Uh, you guys are missing the ultimate goat in bear grills. T- tell us why you like Bear Grylls, because I'd like to know. I know a lot I'm of people a, know who he is. I'm a big fan of his, too. Okay. He's really, really good. But go uh, go ahead, Josh. The guy can survive anything, anything, and he can also teach everyone how to survive everything. Okay. All right. Well, Slee, that's why you would like him, because you're, uh, you're a spy. You need he's, to know all those things. <laughs> he's legit. He's got good shows. Okay, Berg, did you have uh, based Appreciate on the phone everybody's uh, everybody's? Yeah, so I've here? gone I've gone through all of these, and I was very he's heavy like a on general manager. Yeah, yeah there, yes. I've, I'm very I was very heavy on your side, Al, for a long time. But then okay. you had that great outdoors pick. That great just, outdoors, a it's great th- movie. It's, yeah, but it's just throwing me off because it just doesn't. The bear is not. Is there's so many other better bears you could have room. gone with? Yeah. I think. I was against CYs for a while, but looking over it again, I think it's just so strong. Top to bottom. Smokey, Poe, Fozzie, Yogi. I mean, that's... This is this is how you build I, a program. I don't think I can go away from it anymore. Do you anymore. know who disagrees with you? Huh? Taylor. Ta- well, Taylor's, Taylor Taylor's is super strong. Cocaine Bear, Revenant Bear, The Fridge, then The Bare Naked Lady I throws me I think you're just off. kind too of much, jealous of my too list. Too much. No, it's, it's I think yours is solid. Fun. I'm going to go in order. I'm going to go in order. Here. I think my list is a little fun, too. I mean, I, you no, know. No, yours is, no, I think CY's is the best. Okay. I think Taylor's is the second best. Emily's the third. And unfortunately, Ooh, Al, the Great Outdoors said, knocked you all the way to the bottom. I just said I was there, and you the were. Great Outdoors took me all the took way out. Took me off of it. Everyone else is full all the way through. Here's my question, guys. You only had four picks. You gotta make a point. should actually go. Emily What's up, M? Taylor Here's Al. my question: Have you guys interacted with the bears on your list? Oh wait, my bears. We've interacted <laughs> oh, with God. all of them. Okay. I mean, teddy bear. Teddy First bear. of all, the, that's bears. fair. That's Winnie fair. the Pooh at four is the strongest pick of all of them. The fact that Winnie the Pooh fell all the way to four, like you get an extra. Well, if for I could have got Smokey, I would have took. Smokey that's what I'm saying, Smokey. No, no, I no. set the tone. Oh, Winnie right. is the best of all of the bears. Oh, that's you're, you're a Winnie guy. I'm a Winnie the Pooh, but are you guy. going to see the slasher the, flick? The, yeah, of course. And also, <laughs> the Dow of Pooh was an amazing, amazing book. Okay, all right. Changes so. your life. Okay, well, appreciate that. Yeah, not a lot of bear picks. What do you got? Get to the phone. All right, so let's go to Jason and Downey. He's on a. Jason and Downey, give us some bear talk. First and foremost, 
if this doesn't win a Mandy, I'm through with this station, guys. This was <laughs> top tier radio segment. Let's get this a Mandy. But solid list, but I got to go with my boy Taylor. He had a vicious list, and I love it. But Taylor, you missed one perfect bear. California? His bear is, is, is a war hero. He's a veteran, and he's known for killing Nazis. You should have drafted the bear Jew. Have a good day, guys. <laughs> What? All right. Is I that Unglorious Bastards, I think? I, I don't know oh, what that could is. Be that. Yes. Yeah, okay. Could be that. Fair enough. Fair enough. We got By another way, phone call? Berg uh, didn't say Anthony Rincon. Um, nobody took the UCLA bear. Yeah. That's I mean, you know. Okay. That, I mean, that's a docile <laughs> bear, though. Yeah. That bear goes 500 in conference every year. I don't need that bear. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? That bear gets you excited in the beginning yeah. of the season, and then it always loses big that games bear's in not, October and November. bringing home any I, trophies. I did miss the Care Bears, which the Care Bears, were a big part yeah. of my, my childhood. I had the uh, the Lavender Bear. I don't remember what the name of the bear was. But uh, they have yeah. powers, which Ramon could beat up says, your bears. can't believe no one didn't take the Care Bears. <laughs> my Care Bears could beat up all your bears, Taylor. Did you pick them? No, we didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> the volatility of your bears is a, is a concern, Taylor. I mean, that's that's the kind of squad you know where you're just you're they get off the bus and you're like, oh my goodness, look at those guys. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're was, worried uh, off the rip. That was a lot there. That was you a like lot that? there. People were very passionate about who picked again. What, I, at the top of the show, what did I say? I said we say got that. wacky yeah. radio bits coming, yeah. and you're gonna love it. And we got there, and people did. I'm All glad right, we got the uh, dump coming up next. Stay right here. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, so this day, by the way, if you still got, there's a ton of tweets still coming in. Yeah, I mean, bears that we missed out listen, and everything else. We can do bear postgame bear show for the rest of the week as far as I'm concerned. Well, we'll get, we'll get a this. little of uh, AK is going to be joining us here in a second. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll well, get hold on. No, read well. some tweets. Let's, let's, let's hear some tweets before we get to the I stuff. I, I think I read the ones. Let's see if there's anything else in there. Okay, I'll, I'll come back to it because yeah. the last one I got was the UCLA bear. Got it. Um, okay, it's got a funny one. <laughs> On this day in 1985, Bobby Knight is ejected for hurling a chair across the court. One of the most, uh, I would say, interesting moments in sports history. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you are. It's kind of funny. I, I don't think we see it as much now. But back in the day, there was a time where guys blowing up and going crazy. I know Bobby Knight took it to a completely yeah. different level. But... It, Imagine if something like that happened today. Oh, no. I mean, that person would be in prison if that happened today. <laughs> I mean, you know, we look back on it now, and it's it's one of those few things that you look at and you say, I can't believe that actually happened, like in real life. Like that time that John Cheney said he was going to try to kill, what's his name, uh, the Kentucky coach, in a press conference, like in front of everybody. Like, that stuff used to be what college basketball was like all about. It's crazy. And I think people care about that stuff. Like just the the whole the antics of it. Yeah, nah, those days happening. are those days are over. You and know reps I mean? are quicker to just toss you yeah. with PTs. It's <laughs> almost it's almost the equivalent of in the NFL, it was okay to have certain hits yeah. fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. That you can't do anything. In the happen. NBA, it was okay to Kurt Rambis to get clotheslined. You're like, yeah, it's just a personal foul and just move on. I don't common foul. I don't need any of that stuff. Uh, by the way, we did get another one. Uh, clever name seventy one says you guys missed the bear on the California flag. Okay, okay, that's yeah. That's, I mean that's all along the lines with the UCLA bear. I mean these are all, those are no state, the California that, state a, sponsored good, bears or all kind of it. That, that is a good bear though. That bear shows up in a lot of things. Um, okay, let's see what else we got here. This weird stat that there are only six current quarterbacks who have started and won the Super Bowl in the NFL right now. So yeah. Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Flacco, Patrick Mahomes, Nick Foles. That's funny. Some of those names there, the Nick Foles kind of throws you off. Yeah. <laughs> um, only six current quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl. So why is this important? This is important because I think that it matters in terms of the generalized expectations of NFL fans. We are coming on the back end of a golden generation that is not simply going to be replicated just because teams who had quarterbacks before want new ones. 
You actually have to, again, I say this all the time on TV, the worst coached position in the league okay. is quarterback. People expect dudes to just come in and turn into people. Developing guys works. It's going to be a while before we get anybody, not name a Holmes, who we're going to consider legendary quarterbacks because it takes time. That's the cyclical level of the NFL. Joey Burr? Yeah, but yeah? I, I, I think it's actually, you're right, it's too much of it. I remember back in the day, this is back when Chargers are in San Diego Drew Brees was the quarterback of the Chargers. Okay? Yeah. And Phillip Rivers had to sit. You had to wait. You had to kind of like wait your time. There's usually you're going to sit for at least one year. Some mm-hmm. quarterbacks would sit for two years. So that by the time you were actually an NFL quarterback, and there, it's not to say that there are not stories where somebody could come in right away and, yeah, there and are contribute some. right out the gate. But I'm with you. Yeah. These guys get a second to breathe before you're like, hey, here's the entire franchise <laughs> right. that's on your back. Don't screw it up. Right, exactly. You know, I would not run my, fr- I would not run my franchise that way. Do you way. remember, um, we'd only talk about this. but Funny, fun, sorry, yeah. fun fact, a team yeah. that has not been able to figure this out, the Bears. Go on. But th- this, <laughs> is, this, is, this is a good example of like, th- th- there was a time where this was the case. Remember when these NBA players would come from high school and go right to the NBA? Mm-hmm. And everyone would just talk about, yeah, but look at Kobe and Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Why are you picking the two <laughs> Hall of Famers that not have the example championships to of this? Right. How about all the other guys that came in and then you never heard their name after exactly, that? You know? so, so speaking of quarterbacks, Diana Rossini uh, said that Derek Carr is being courted by the Jets. And, he said, and she said, the Jets made it very personal. They said, we want to believe if you come to New York and you win a Super Bowl, you can be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So, okay. What? The- I love how they said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, Jets. So like, what makes a first ballot Hall of Famer to you? It definitely can't just be one Super Bowl win, but it does depend on what that one Super Bowl win is. If it's like at the end of a long story career of someone who's won like four MVPs, whatever, right. that's different than someone who only goes once and they don't necessarily the reason that they go to the Super Bowl. Derek Carr has seven, ten lost seasons. Sorry. You're not smelling Canton okay, can with I, that kind can of career can I, can record. I, be on, I don't know where you are on Hall of Fame stuff. I don't know where you are when it comes let to... Let me tell you where I... Raiders when, let me tell you. When it comes to the NBA, all this... I don't know what the criteria is. I don't either. Let me tell you what I know about Canton. Is. You know what the most interesting thing to me about Canton is? The okay. busts. All right? The artistic level of the busts is all I care about. Ed Reed? Can you, Ed Reed is the best... Hall of Fame bust in the Hall of Fame. That, that in the bust Hall of Fame. Like they've been making bust for mm. thousands of years. Ed Reed's bust is the best bust of all. Never mind in the National Football Hall of Fame. That so, never those those covers go ahead go ahead. Em. But what I'm going to say about the yep. Hall of Fame stuff is that there's a difference between Derek Carr is going to come up with he's going to come away with a lot of stats. He's going to have a lot of stats specifically he might lead with the Raiders at least at yeah. this point. And so it's okay for the Raiders to choose, like, this is our guy, and he's, like, going to go in, like, the ring of honor. I'm not saying this Raiders fan is that's going to be what's happening, yeah. but I'm just saying if it does happen, it's earned. Well, but for Jets... a Hall of Fame, you have to be, like, you cannot tell the story of this generation. Without of, this guy. Without and this yeah. person. So that's to... what the Hall of Fame is, especially a first ballot Hall of well, Fame. Well, the Jets disagree. Well, and also, like, what are the Jets? The Jets? I know. The Jets are acting as if Joe Namath is still like a thing. Nobody cares about the Jets. Just because you're in New York does not mean that people think that your team is relevant. Jets are ridiculous. Um, J-E-T-S. Yeah, that's it. That's is... the whole brand. That's the whole brand. A fireman who was a fan who was a whole brand of that team for a decade and a half. Just saying. Today is National Chili Day. Is that so? You chili guy at all? Yeah, it's a chilly kind of weather too. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not, not pun intended, but it's quasi cold out. A bowl of chili would be nice. All right. right. So this is why I asked if you watched The Office. Mm-hmm. When I'm so gonna, I'm I know gonna, when he spills the chili. Uh, so I've seen I'm that. Gonna say, it's so I'm going to address the people that have watched The Office. <laughs> so good. Is this the best cold open in Office history? Is the chili? So here are other contenders. The fire <laughs> one that came actually after the yep. Super Bowl. They yep. had the fire drill that happened. There's that one. Um, I'm thinking of other really great cold opens. There's the one where they um, they put wrapping paper all around Dwight's desk, and then That's Dwight right. falls over. Mm-hmm. There's like the Jello in the desk. There's the the fake gym where he's like, oh, like good for you for not seeing race. That kind of stuff, Jim. So there's for, a lot of for other me the fire because it's used so often, and I don't know how Say many bandit. times I don't know how many times we reference that. Whether we're doing a sports thing or something else, for me it's a fire. Clint has no response on that one because. You truly told me you were addressing the people who watched The Office. I know. So I went to Twitter to look at more bear talk. That's what I did. Did you get anything? In the interim. (laughs) People are mad at me that I missed the Honey Smacks bear, um, who's like on that cereal. I mean, uh, Honey Smacks is a very niche 
Yeah, so I, I think like, I, like I don't. I, I mean, I don't think you really. I, I even forgot who that bear was. You didn't go food anything. No, I was so not that really. Was that not wasn't that. You know, strategy. listen. That, my make again. I told you my roster construction is a very serious process. Teddy okay? Grams. Teddy Grams. Okay, maybe. The I'm Kanye bear. That I'd bear was definitely not making it. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, super cross stock, and we'll get uh, AK's opinion on uh, on our bear draft. All right, AK back in. John Ireland back as in well. The What's flesh. going on, John? Have you been working this during the All Star break? I uh, took a few days off. I came back yesterday. Okay, came back yesterday. Well, I know one thing: Mason will never be out off day. The minute I was coming back, you knew he he would go. Wait, Sleeve was off. Ireland was off. Wait, off days? I will not be outdone. So, AK, you were here for our glory. I mean, you know, one of the greatest moments in the history of ESPN Seven Ten Radio. Clint as far was as I'm very concerned. excited about this. It well, started about so was eight M. thirty in the yeah. morning, and he finally got a chance. We got to go the bear draft it. off. Yep. What did G- you give think? Him, give him the give him the the back so story. okay. So you see this list right here, the definitive ranking of bears from the Ringer. Now very and, Ringer project. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and I say that with love. I'm a big fan of the Ringer. This is a very <laughs> Ringer. Project. Emily sends this to me, and I immediately say to her, "This list is terrible." Like because the rankings are like way off. Plus. And she's like, "Forget that. You want to talk about it?" I'm like, "Yes." And I was like, "You know, we used to talk about bears when I did the morning roast on ESPN Radio." She was like, "I was like, we used to talk about like cartoons as." athletes all the right. time and i was like she's like well, why don't we do a bear draft so now we got a bear draft did you hear would you like to hear my bear team and I, this is for cocaine bear coming out later tonight John, yes and emily will be there cocaine bear the story of course of a bear that broke into a shipment of cocaine and uh was found dead in a cabin and uh they just made up a story around it which is a great movie premise. we assume that hijinks ensued <laughs> yes absolutely my team well, the number one overall pick was Smokey the Bear. Okay. I mean, that's a reasonable pick. I'm not pick. arguing that. That's, that's a reasonable that pick. That would have been my number one pick as well. Master Poe from Kung Fu Panda was number two. Mm. Went old school with Fozzie. Mm. Fozzie Bear, okay. who doesn't get a lot of love these days in the streets. And I ended things up with, like I said, the best hands in the league, Yogi Bear. Okay. That's it? It was four-person so uh, I was four, so a snake draft. I got four and five and then just went from there. Went uh, Winnie the Pooh as my number one pick. Decent pick. Uh, Bad News Bears is number two. Dub Bears, SNL skit, just stayed with that. And they haven't seen it. It was one of my favorite movies of all time, The Great Outdoors, with That's John a good Candy, movie. Dan <laughs> Aykroyd, fun. and The Bear. Do so you remember like that, that movie? Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. they're in the woods. It's funny. Oh, yeah, it's good. Okay. It's good. All right. Yeah. And then we had uh, Taylor had his Taylor. Let's do yours real quick. M do yours, and you yeah, because can... I got a couple that I didn't hear come up, uh, and, right. and I was going to throw them out, but I want to make sure I didn't miss. Them. So I'm trying to make the most badass list of bears possible. I can't hear for some reason. So I went with uh, the bear from the Revenant. I went with Cocaine Bear. I went with William Perry, the refrigerator. William Perry's a good pick, and for no apparent reason, the bare naked ladies. <laughs> okay, okay, and M, that's a bit you? of a stretch. Yeah. But... All right, so I have uh, the teddy bear, gummy bears. The Berenstein Bears and Charmin Bears. Charmin Bears was my favorite of those picks. I love the Charmin Bears. Okay. What did we, we miss? Here are a few that, I, that mm-hmm. I think are very worthy bears. First of all, the TV show The Bear, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's a good show. It's I've, really, really that's more, good. That's more of a modern pick. It's a modern pick, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm betting on the future. Like <laughs> okay. season two is already coming. It's a great show. Big Bear. Oh yeah, oh, I should have. Of course, Big Bear. Yeah, yeah. Really, see that's really, really you were trying fun. to get too deep in the pop culture yeah. nonsense. Sedona was just that Big Bear, as a matter of fact. Anybody in Southern California knows Big Bear, um, the bear from the movie The Edge with oh, Alec yeah. Baldwin and Anthony wow. Hopkins. They're, okay, they're stranded in the woods, bear attacks, and then finally, it's a bit of a deep cut, but I'm going to stand by it. Brad Pitt's Honey Bear Bong in True Romance. <laughs> That that's wow. a strong bear right there, so iconic I think bear. The honey bear the, in general, though, is a good bear. Right, but pick. I'm going yeah. even more specific. So I I had someone hit me on Twitter, and it was maybe it's from that movie, or maybe it's literally the bear honey. And there was let's just say a piece in there ready yeah. for some yeah, action. Yeah, in the movie True Romance, Brad Pitt basically has an extended cameo as this stoner character, and he's smoking out of a honey bear plastic honey bear jar or whatever you call it, yeah. that he refashioned into a bong. That's, I mean, that's, that's hilarious. as creative as it gets creative. right there. Yeah. The three bears also were on the list. You know, I said sure. the, the original victims of white privilege, yeah. the three bears, we know yeah. this. Um, the Care Bears didn't make the list, and Baloo did not make the list, uh, the draft either. So, what so are you I guess do? then, by extension, the Bear Necessities did not make No, it. the Bear did Necessities not. was the track. That's yeah. what we played the entire time, so that was good. Uh, Cocaine Bear got a lot of love today. Good. Let's just put it that way. We, we promoted that movie as if we're all going to be starting I'd like it. a ticket to the red carpet premiere tonight, so if you're listening, Cocaine Bear people, holler at your boy. John, how was the time off? Did you go to Terranea? Yeah. Spent some time out there? Yeah, been there all week. Okay. Um, 
it's kind of funny. We were talking about this, and we, we hit a lot on it. And I, however you want to describe, every game is so important. Every game is this. They got 23 games left. And it's interesting that tonight they go up, they go up against Golden State Warriors. I don't know if you guys did this yesterday, AK, but how many games do you think, if you're going to make – anybody who's going to make the playing tournament, what do you think is going to be the minimum threshold – of you got to be 40 and 42, 41 and 41, couple games over 500. What do you think is going to be the minimum threshold? I think the 10 seed is going to be a 40 win team. So if you win 40 or more, I think you're in. But I'm totally speculating. The math does not work in favor of the Lakers. Just because oh, that'd, be, that, that'd be 13 the math. Right? <laughs> that's one yeah. thing. Yeah. That's, that's hard. But, but 538 that does this for a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah has the Lakers finishing 40 and 42 and has the 10 seed. It has them finishing ahead of Utah and they they basically play every game on a computer and you know they they figure Sixth in schedules. Schedule. Yeah, yep. they figure in schedules and matchups and teams that may or may not be tanking and so 538 thinks they're getting in. The issue is going to be they have almost no margin for error at all. Yeah. Um I think it's fun to suggest like LeBron did that He'll play all 23 games. I don't think LeBron or AD has played 23 games in a row all year. Sure. Again, if you do, if you go by the math, it doesn't look good. But I got a weird feeling they're getting in. Third, I, but, but, but just to say of what you just said, 13 is very real. That means they'd go 13 and 10 to get to 40 and 42. So that that is... It's not like that's not a crazy number. Now, I know right. they're five games below 500. I know you could sit it's back and say it's far less crazy than 16, 17, or 18. Right. I, I think the if you go 13 and 10 and you ended up at that, and I 10 think that's seed, probably about right. Uh, th- that feels low to me. I, I think you need 14 or 15 minimum mm-hmm. to feel yeah. safe. Yeah. That feels the low. safe. I don't think you're ever going to feel safe. No, no. I'm talking yeah. about safely getting into at least mm-hmm. the play in. Like Darvin, for example, Darvin Ham set. The bar at the sixth seed, mm-hmm. like skipping the play-in, making the playoff altogether. I started crunching the numbers on that because that would mean passing Dallas. Dallas is currently the sixth seed. They yep. are currently two games ahead, uh, above five hundred. They are, I believe, thirty and twenty-eight. They improve is, their roster, right? They improve their roster, but so far the Kyrie era has they're been zero three with Kyrie, right? Yeah, yeah. it's. 500 total, I believe, since Kyrie. Some of those games have not been with Luka. Yep. But in doing the math there, if Dallas for their last 20 games stayed two games above 500, it would mean the Lakers would need to go 17-6 and if Dallas just maintained their current pace. But you're talking about getting to the six. Yeah, that's to the six. I'm talking about Darvin's. I'm talking about Darvin's goal. Yeah, but, I mean – I think it's fair to say that at this stage of the game, I don't want to say that's unrealistic, but it's not the necessity in terms of what it's going to take to get into Look, the postseason. I, the way I see it, it's going to be hard no matter what, so you yeah. might as well set the high goal. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I got no issue with Darvin going six seed because getting the 10 seed is going to be hard. Right. Yeah. So might as well go for six. Fair yeah, th- those teams that are in front of them, and I think this is where it becomes probably more realistic. It's you're fighting against Utah, Portland, and OKC to go to number 10. Right. Once you get past that, now it's the Golden State Warriors. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's and I'm, it's the Pel. It's the yeah. It's the Pelicans. Warriors. And, uh-huh. and, and I'm not saying that these are unbelievable teams. They're not. But the Warriors got some issues in the sense that they're not healthy. Zion, I think, is going to be out for at least. It looks who like, knows. Yeah. How much longer he's going to be out? So there are some stuff that could play to the Lakers' advantage. They just can't. Like tonight is a perfect example. No Andrew Wiggins. No Steph Curry. At least from those two players. This is not a game. Like they don't have games. If you lost at you Dallas or Memphis, yeah. then it's I, okay. Stop, you right. can't lose games Full like that. So that's where you are, AK. This yeah. is a must-win. This is, yes. I mean, if you if you're thinking about this, I, I mean, it is. I, <laughs> yes, John. What's I realize so mathematically they're not going to be able yeah, to no, but, the playoffs I, if they don't. But I agree with you. In any real world that isn't being taken in the most literal sense, yes. With the math they're facing against a team they are chasing to try to get past. This is a must-win game. It's a must-win opportunity. A, yes, that's that's the, probably the better way to put it, is that if you want to be able to do what you right. say you're going to do, yeah. this is one of the games you have to have in order but to be yes, able to do that. I mean, Anthony Davis said that these are all must-win games, but I guess he's wrong. He is wrong. If they lose tonight, it is not the end of the season. No, that, to me, is that's, the definition of a must-win. No, but that's not what we're talking right. about, that's, that's what really, you just said, must-win. That's What's not your definition must, of a must-win? If they lose tonight, then your season is 
basically morale is shot and you're done. It's like losing a game that you know you have if to have. If you want to make the playoffs, yeah. you need to win the games it's, in front of you, especially the ones that you're chasing Math these plus teams. morale is what it is, like, in my opinion. I mean, in the most literal sense, no, it's not must win. That's a really bad way to define it, though. Right. That's how you question is, If the question is you're trying to get to 13 wins or 14 wins right. or whatever, and it's figuring out what 13 like, or 14 games you're going to get, this – if this is not one of them, then now you got to go win maybe at Memphis. Here's or the thing. Yeah, especially at, at home, or, too. That's another thing. It's not just the wins that matter. It's which losses you avoid. Yeah. Like losing against the teams you are chasing is not going to work. It's extremely bad. Well, yeah. wait a minute. Aren't they're 13th? Aren't they chasing everybody? everybody. Yeah, that makes them Does all it, must win, John. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, no, but so you think they need to go 23 and up? They, they no, need, no, 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 no. No, I'm it's saying they depending need to win. on how the rest of the they league need to works beat out. Every team yeah. they're chasing. Yeah. Just to make the math work, because some of those teams are going to cannibalize each other. They can't miss against teams they're chasing. Wait a minute. The next seven games are against teams they're chasing. Well, the ones the ones they are directly chasing. Look I'm, at the next seven games. I'm not, but all those teams also, I'm not talking about Memphis. They're not going to catch Memphis. Yeah, and also okay. Dallas, OKC, Golden State, yeah, Minnesota's in there. Right. They also, it's the next seven Memphis. games. But Golden State is also undermanned, which means that your probability right. of winning, you assume, is greater, thus making it more of a must. Because well, you I can't mean, even get that. The, what are you even doing? What's the practical argument for they don't need to win these games? Yeah, I mean. Like, what's the practical argument other than literally they're not eliminated? The practical argument is if you don't win tonight, you just need to win one of these games but on the this three-game road working, trip. The math starts <laughs> working less in your favor, though, yeah. dramatically. Well, the math is dramatically against them anyway. So you have to turn the math as much in your favor as you can. What do you yeah, think? I think? I think it's inc- incredibly disingenuous for you to suggest they need to win every game. Now, I, I see. I think it's incredibly literal for you, and frankly, knowingly literal, to say that these games aren't must Yeah, and also the cha- it changes game to game. That's why you play the games. It's not, you know, you don't have to say either this one's a must win, therefore they all are. It's about the fact that this team is undermanned, they're chasing this team, and they're at home. And if you can't win a game under that circumstances, well, everything else you're trying to visualize seems to be a lot farther in the distance. Okay. I think that's what it comes down to in terms of who the actual competition is, not just the math and what you think you can do yourself. I'm, I'm going to give an example, and I get it. I get the the literal term of must win gets thrown around so loosely. To after, me, yeah, must-win games are not elimination games. That's, at, that, that's after, a, two different things. After the Rams lost their first game against Buffalo, do you remember May saying that the game against Atlanta was must-win? Yeah, most ridiculous thing ever. But And I get what you're yeah. saying is, okay, wait, you're going to be two games in. What do you mean this is a must two, – two games into a 17-game set? Yeah. And I, mean, I know Mace isn't talking about right. it. They needed all the wins they could <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> other I thing is I that – No, but they won that game, and it didn't matter. But I'm saying that – I. I get the literal sense of must win. I don't. Okay, so I think we can Lakers argue about that, but I don't agree. I don't. Situation. I do not believe that must win games are by default elimination games. That's mm-hmm. just the base level of how I operate. So that's. So do you? Every game is a must win. No, it's just that must win means that something is going to change if you do not win that game. That was not the case beforehand, and that's kind of where I think this team is right now. Is that with this kind of pressure on the squad, a home game, a down Warriors team. You know, and ahead of you, you've got to win this game. Like otherwise, what the rest of the stuff you're going to do so doesn't really make if sense. If they lose tonight, but they win Sunday, what's the difference? We'll see based on what happens with the rest of the teams ahead of them. That's what I'm saying. And you right. put yourself at the best advantage in any situation to beat those teams in terms of the match. Because here's the problem: if if they lose to Golden State tonight, yeah. but then beat them next week, all you do is just sit in neutral. Yeah. You don't gain any ground on it, and they need to gain ground. That's key. Very key for them. We haven't got your thought on it, Russ. To the Clippers. What, what, how, how do you think? I mean, you've said this before. I've heard you on the mic with Russ, how he's yeah. always been one of your favorite players. Yep. He stays in town, joins the Clippers. Um, Clippers team's got incredible depth, but they're, you know, it, it's their strategy is a, it's, it's confusing, but I get it. They're also trying to just wait for this final stretch and Kawhi and maybe PG play a lot more. What do you think of Russ there? I think it might work, but I thought the Lakers would work. So I'm very biased. Um, because I like Westbrook. But I think it'll come down to whether or not Ty Lue has the balls to take him out when he goes out and goes 0 for 5, and you can tell he's playing for he's himself. nothing to lose. Yeah. Right. But what? But except the locker room. You know, because one thing that, that – like, I'm a big Frank Vogel guy. Russ had as much to do with Frank Vogel being fired as any individual mm, player. Sure. Um, if Ty Lue doesn't stand up to Russ, then – the Clippers, this could be a huge mistake. I just think it's easier for Ty Lue yeah. to stand up to Russ in this too. situation. Like I do too. But will he do it? I would think he would. I mean, he supposedly stood up to LeBron before. Yeah, yeah, but LeBron's a Hall of Famer who he he wouldn't take out. 
Will he take Russ but, out? But the if point he's is, struggling? he told LeBron things that LeBron didn't want to hear. I think there's Tyron, never an argument for taking LeBron off the but court. But there is for us, right? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah I mean, does he have the guts to yes, take Russ out? And if he does, yes. how does Russ react to it? Right, right. And that that's part of the other reason as well. I mean, here's the reality. But the thing, hold on. The yeah. thing is also that the general level of volatility with the Clippers is not what it is with the Lakers, and so there's a difference there. And part of that reason is. Tyron Lue. I don't think he's going to upset his own apple cart and everything that they've worked for just for the sake of some interaction with Russell Westbrook. Darvin I think that's Ham the reason why the, this my, makes sense. Darvin Ham might be the most player-friendly type of coach, so I don't know if I completely agree with that because okay. it's not like Darvin but Ham— But would, Darvin would take Russ out for entire fourth quarters. Right. Will Ty Lue do that? But my point is, is that he also— Will the way Russ treated— those situations be any different than the situations are with the Clippers? We don't have that answer. I think it's entirely possible based on the, you know, the foundations of the team is what I'm getting at. You know what I'm saying? You're walking onto a good team as opposed to trying to be one of the best three players. It's on much a bad less team. important for the Clippers that Russ works than it was for the Lakers. Right. It was Russ everything worked. for the Lakers. That's that's what I'm getting at. Well, yeah, and, and nobody outside of the too. Clipper locker room thinks they're winning in any way. You know, they it's kind of them against the world. I I still think that, to me, the three teams. My three that I think are coming out of the West, nobody else has. I would put them in no particular order: Clippers, Warriors, Warriors, Suns. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, the Warriors I mean, are the defending champs. Well, like, almost yeah, everybody has Denver. Almost everybody has Memphis. Memphis. Um, well, Memphis is to two right now, right? Well, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, such they're a young team. And now. well, if you ask John Moran, he ain't even worried about the West. <laughs> but um, but I think the Warriors because they have the best five man unit. The Clippers because if they all click on the same cylinders, they could be really dangerous, and the sun's because of Durant. All right, Super Cross Talk is powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. Mason Island coming up next. AK in the house.